everybody, it's episode 392 of PodQuest. Hey! Wednesday, February 16th, 2022. I am Chris. With me is Walnut. Yeah, it's 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 me. You sounded a, you sounded a little more chipper this week when when you said hey. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying. Look, I'm still tired, like always. So trying to trying to bring up the levels. That's you know I can understand that. Wednesday Wednesdays went from being a, a relatively easy day for me to uh, now being the only day of the week where I am a hundred percent of the time not home. Yeah, uh, I mean, for it's. It's 50-50 for me. Some Wednesdays are nothing, and some Wednesdays are, there's always something. And so it's just, last last week, I think, was more of a something than a nothing, but was mostly a nothing. So, like, maybe that's also why my energy was down. But it's also, like, I stream Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and sometimes Friday, if I have the time. Um, and so, like, after 10 o'clock, and then I'm watching other streamers, and I'm not going to bed till 12, 1... Wednesdays are like kind of my chill days, and it's just I'm try I try to keep the levels up, but sometimes I'm just like I'm tired, man. I'm tired. I'm a pro gamer. I'm affiliate. I get paid to do this now. I got I gotta if be. Only you I, were good at it. I mean, you know, you don't have to be good to get paid at something. I've learned that from where I work. I mean, that's true. You're not good at your job, and they still keep paying you. I mean, it's the opposite. They're not good at their job, and I I I, I could run the company, and for some reason, I'd still pay them. Oh. Oh, jobs. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get into this shit. Uh, what's on the agenda? Yeah, let's just, let's do it. Uh, so we're gonna, uh, talk a little bit more on Pokemon. Um, I guess, uh, Cobb, that's right, Cobb, you finished it up. Uh, there's some, uh, news about the, uh, Wii U and 3DS eShops. And, uh, Cyberpunk is back in the news, guys. Cyberpunk. Let's say that one more time. Cyberpunk. And make sure we do hashtags on that, because that's probably gonna be... Uh, what's the word? Trending. And then, Cobb, you watched a bunch of stuff, like, two weeks ago that, um, we'll get to it if we have time. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, but before all that, uh, I just want to throw down a little quick reminder. I posted about this on Instagram. We talked about it, uh, uh, back in December when, uh, we went over our PAX Unplugged stuff. And the guys over at Forever Stoked Creative, who ran the booth, that Arcane Minis had their game at called Aldera. They reached out to me, Matt Fantastic, and then, uh, uh, Benjamin, uh, from, uh, Matt Fantastic's from Forever Stoked, Benjamin's from Arcane Minis. They reached out to me to let me know that their Kickstarter for their game Aldera is going live on the 22nd of February. So, uh, we got a press packet, we got, um, their files to be able to play a digital version of it. I don't know if all of us have Tabletop Simulator, but at least a few of us do. Uh, we're going to try to plan a time to play that, to talk about it in the future, maybe stream it, either both on One Quest Twitch as well as my own Twitch, or something. We're going to figure something out, but I wanted to throw that out there, that it, Aldera is a um, fast-paced combat strategy game with a wildly large and fun miniatures and an engaging style of play that keeps everyone on their heels and fighting each other for victory. It's, uh, the picture I shared is a bunch of airships in an airship combat game, and I'm stoked for this. The miniatures themselves look fucking amazing. And so, um, keep an eye out for when we do talk about that or cover that, but also go to their Kickstarter for, um, uh, Skies of Sardone Aldara, I believe. It's uh, kickstarter.com slash project slash skies un, uh, hyphen of hyphen sordoni slash Aldera, or just look up Aldera and 
and, and arcane minis, um, follow their, uh, quick, uh, Kickstarter, not Quickstarter. And it, it launches on the 22nd. Nice. Was that, I, was that a I, good, I, yeah, I saw was that the, a good ad read? I saw the, the pictures you posted of it and it, it looks interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, from, from what I'm reading based on the, uh, media kit, it's, uh, upwards of like 80 to 100 minutes play wise, three to four players. Um, but the, they have like a 15 minute how to play YouTube video up. I've got all the rule books. I'm going to try to learn how to play it. It looks really fun. It looks really cool. And I just love the minis. Um, and each faction has, it's not like generic airships for each faction, just colored different. They each faction has their own color and own airship style and design. So like it, it just, you got to check out these minis. I'll, I'll try to remember to post. I have another video of the minis that I took that I actually posted a few weeks back. Uh, we can post that or share that as well. Um, but yeah, do look, do look out for that. We'll, we'll, we'll give you his heads up when we actually do play it and plan on then. But we're all pretty busy this weekend at minimum. So. Yeah. Cool. That's, yeah. Board games. Yeah. They're fun. Yeah. Board games are fun. I got, I still got a bunch from a bunch of devs at PAX that I haven't been able to play yet. And I really want to be able to play. It's just, honestly, life's been crazy. And with all the COVID scares and COVID going around, it's been hard to actually be able to get together with people to play board games, to, to, to take notes, to record, and to be able to better talk about them. So, hoping soon we will be able to do some more board game content. Yeah, board, board games are one of those things where, like, they're fun, but they also require, like, a, a level of commitment from several people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they Not only do they require commitment to sit there and be able to play for an hour, hour and a half, but they also require a little level of commitment to learn how to play the game. Which, like I said, the be- one of the best ways to learn how to play Aldera is to watch a YouTube video. There's a lot of people out there who don't want to watch a YouTube video on how to play a game. And so then you you end up making your first session of the game longer because you're teaching them how to play on the fly and things are being get, being being done wrong and this and that. So it's just, yeah, it's it, board games definitely are a commitment thing. Yeah, I'm always torn when it comes to like the YouTube videos for, for board games because like I understand that that is probably the best if you can find a good channel explaining it or if it's being explained by the developer that uh-huh. that is the the best way to actually see how the game is meant to be played and to wrap your head around the rules but like i also just don't enjoy watching instructional videos mm-hmm. so it's one of those like how complicated does the rule book can i figure this out by just reading and staring at <laughs> oh yeah yeah absolutely and if I remember correctly, let me click into the rule book and see how many pages it was. There's only 18 pages in their rule book for this game. And, like, that so, might not be bad, especially if it's, like, um, if, like, the core rules are, like, the first, like, you know, 10, where it's, like, two pages of setup, two pages of, like, getting started, two pages of actual play. Um, and, cause, like, we got that, I don't know, know if you remember seeing it, but there was the game at PAX called, um, that time that killed me, I believe it was the the one with like mm-hmm. the the future and present and everything. Um, I believe Eric bought it also. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, that chess game, the chess game with the trees. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Erica and I played that like I don't know two weeks ago, give or take. Um, and like that game is very smartly designed as far as instructions go, because like the game comes with a bunch of different modules, and the instructions just flat out tell you it's like, hey, play this first module a couple of times. Don't mm-hmm. move on until you've played this module at least, like, two or three times. Like, get the hang of the basic rules 
before you move on to the second module, which adds different stuff. Like I think the first module is just your your player pieces and the seeds that become bushes that become trees. And then yeah. like the second module adds like statues. And the third one I think is the one that adds elephants. And then the fourth one I think is just everything maybe. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. But still like the 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 instructions are broken up very much in a stop reading now. Like this yeah, is as yeah. far as you should go until you're ready to move on to the second phase. Be completely confident in the first phase before you do that. And I, I like yeah. that. Like I didn't uh, have it, to read a whole book to figure it out. It was just it was like six pages for like the core rules. Yeah. So um Aldera I said was eighteen it's eighteen pages. Yeah, eighteen pages with credits being the eighteenth page. Uh FAQ for the seventeenth page. They break down the factions and what each one gets special, which is probably also on a card as well. Um, the first, uh, seven pages are, like, information on game setup and what the tiles are and what they mean, and then eight to, eight to fourteen, um, is, is how to play, and it's, most of how to play is on page eight and nine. Okay. So, it, it shouldn't be too hard. I should be able to figure it out, or at least give it to somebody else as well to read it as well, because sometimes I'm bad at reading, which is a lot of time. I was gonna say, that's most times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, honestly, there's, there's been times that I, like, thought back to how bad I am at reading and, like, maybe I was slightly dyslexic or something. I, it's possible. Maybe, maybe, maybe I just thought this was how normal people are, and so I never made a big fuss about it, but maybe I have some sort of developmental issues that, like, why a lot of these things are a problem for me. But, who knows? Yeah, I mean, you, it, you could have also just been poorly educated. You did, you I did, did go to Woodland. Woodland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so did you. And well, I mean, you know what? It's true. I, I got out of there earlier. You did. You did. You got out of what? Third grade? Uh, fourth grade was the last year I went there. Fourth grade. Yeah. And so I definitely, get- I think we've talked about this before, but some ha- somewhere along the line, I, I never learned the syllable thing. Like I'm still really bad at counting syllables. Um, but you know how like when you're in like elementary school, at some point you learned like the, as you're saying a word, you clap, and it's like each clap is like is like a syllable. You know what I'm talking about? I I've never been taught that. So like potato, like you go puh clap, tate clap, oh clap. I think is is how it would work. So like each pause is kind of like a clap, and that's like your your different syllables. Um, apparently, that's a super common thing that's taught places, and I guess Woodland maybe doesn't teach it at all if you never learned it. Um, so it wasn't until like seventh or eighth grade that somebody like brought that up in a class. I'm like, I have no fucking clue what you people are talking about. And seventh and eighth grade is still all Collingswood. Like Woodland doesn't get there till ninth grade. So like, yeah, I had spent four years in Woodland and then two years in Collingswood Elementary School before getting to that point. I'm just like, yeah, I have, I have no fucking clue what you're talking no, about. No, no, <laughs> I have no, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, check out Aldera. Their Kickstarter launches on the twenty second again. Click the follow if you're interested, and we're going to uh, click the follow for their pre-launch if you're interested. I'll send the link over to you, Cobb, and you can probably add it to the show notes, um, and we're going to try to play it at some point. Cool. Uh, so I guess, uh, how about a little Pokemon? Let's talk about some Pokemon. I got something to say about Pokemon before you got something to say about yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, go ahead. I, I don't want us to go too long, because the last two episodes, we spent like an hour each episode talking Pokemon. Yeah, No, um, it's not long, but it's, um, I just, I want to say that... 
Like I, I played last night. Played on stream. If uh, if anyone uh, caught that stream, you you'd probably you probably may know what I'm gonna say. And goddamn, did I get sidetracked for three fucking hours? I started the stream and I said, "We're gonna do some story stuff, guys. Let's do some story content." And I went and I'm in the third area and I did side quests all night. Yep. Three hours. Three hours of side quests, and I still don't have my fucking weasel. That's hilarious. Um, one, one thing, one thing that I am upset about: I finally encountered a Cherum, and it was an Alpha Cherum, and I fucking killed it because I didn't think to run away and then try to catch it after running away. That sucks. Yeah. So Cherum's hard. Cheruby even fucking harder. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent so I I before I get into that. I completely understand what you mean. I spent multiple days not progressing the story at all, um, and yeah. just going around because, like, there was there was so much to explore. What, like, after you got like a new um, mode of transportation, it opened up things in other areas. So I kept going back and like exploring those areas. Like when I got um, the basculin, and I could go into the water, and then when I got um, the the snivel or whatever it's called, the the, the one that lets you climb. Which ha- how yeah. far are you? I haven't gotten basculin yet. <laughs> okay. And that's that's my problem is like I want to get uh, uh bravery. I want to be able to fly. Or what and it's not bravery, is it? No, it is bravery. Is it, is it bravery? I want to get bravery. I want to be able to fly because then like it'll be faster and easier to fly around and and get to the things that I want to get to and grind for the pokemon that I want to grind for. And so I'm like, you know what? Before I started playing, I'm like I'm just going to do story until I get to bravery. And then I'll do all the extra extra side shit because That'll all be there, and that'll all be available, and I'll be able to fly to get to things easier, and it just kind of makes sense to do it that way. And then instead I go, and I go into the, uh, the, the the third area, and instead of going to the left to head to the town, I went to the right to go down the peninsula. Um, and that is when I found my first graphical uh, artifacting that makes me be like, holy shit, this is terrible. Now, the third area is the coastlands, right? Yes. Okay. I was trying to remember like go, what what grouping they came into. So you went down towards where the fingers are instead of north to where the volcano is. Yes, correct. And um, while I, I was down thing. near the fingers, while I was down near the fingers. I stepped into the ocean a little bit to grab a few things. And holy shit, does the ocean water like really artifact your character and make it look terrible? Also, make sure you don't go too far out because after about three seconds of um, treading water, you drown. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I like it was. It was like there was a, a, a an iron deposit or something right on right at the edge of the water that I went into, or I was trying to catch um uh the the bug fish or not bug fish the the, the gunfish um artillery no the the pre evolution of that the, oh the first form. I know which one you're talking about I can't think of Remor- Re- Remorod, right yes Remorod? yeah that's it he's a pain yeah. in the ass he's super aggressive so it's hard to um it's hard to get him unaware. You you kind of just have to battle them a lot of times. I think I got him unaware. Like you, or definitely... I might have I I might have battled him, but just threw a pokeball and that's it. Yeah, like, and like I... that that works quite often. Um, a lot of the 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 manatee Pokemon, both the the Manatee and the the evolution and the I'm drawing a blank. The Finian, the the one that it's like a butterfly fish. Uh huh. Um, they're a little like you can actually get them, and they're not super aggressive. It's a bitch to aim while you're on the water with the basculin, but you can at least, like, like they are totally reasonable to actually, like, creep up on and hit with, uh, with a ball and 
catch them without having to like go into a battle. Everything yeah. else in the water, super aggressive, and it's very hard to hit them while moving. So it's this really weird sort of like balancing act where you're just kind of taking chances and just kind of throwing balls and seeing if they land. And if not, you're just kind of swimming away and circling back unless you want a battle, which in a lot of cases, there's so many you don't want. I I mean, if I'm trying to catch it, I will. I'll tend to just battle it if I don't catch it off guard. But if I'm just traveling, I'll just bypass it and just be like, ah, screw it and run away. Um, But when have you have you battled a lot on the water? Yeah, it's it's actually it's it's funny. Um, if you throw out a Pokemon that can't swim or fly, it um it gets its own little raft that is sized appropriately. That's amazing. I need to do that with an Onyx. Yeah, I'm curious what the Onyx one would look like. So I don't have anyone that big in my party. But yeah, I I I mean I don't have Onyx in my party either. I did just swap out Crow Gunk for an Alpha Crow Gunk. Nice. So yeah. I'm in post game at this point. Um, I've cleared everything. Uh, I think I think I've cleared all of the the main side missions too. The only side missions I have left at this point are the one to collect all of the little sp- sprite things, the little flames. Uh, which once you collect all them, um, I believe that's going to be spirit tomb. And I believe like there's that random rock in the highlands which you haven't gotten. To. Um, the next area though, there's like this like weird ruiny spot. Um. Actually, it might be in the the Meyerlands. I might be. It's in the Meyerlands. There, I, was, I was watching a video today. It's in the Meyerlands. There, there's ruins in both places. So in the Meyerlands, mm-hmm. there's that rock that you go to, and it says, "Oh, this is weird." And I'm pretty sure that ends up becoming um, that's where you you summon spirit. But mm-hmm. at this point, I have that side quest, and I have the quest to c- catch the three genie Pokemon. Yeah. Um, and then the only other Pokemon I need to do is um is Porygon Z. And the the only hold up there is I have to go around and collect um, more satchels because I need the MP so that I can buy the dubious disc to evolve in. Yeah. But so here's why I wanted to talk about Pokemon. I just think this is and like these are minor spoilers for like end game stuff. Um, but like it's it's more spoiler by omission, I think, than anything. Mm-hmm. So we, we kind of I think it was easy to assume playing this game. The Pearl Clan worshipped Palkia. The Diamond Clan worshipped Dalgia, and they thought they were the same, and that they were Sinnoh, and that one of them, one of the clans was right, one of them was wrong about what Sinnoh um, resided over, whether it was space or time. Yeah. And, like, you do, at the end of the game, find out that, like, it's the two Pokemon, and if you pay attention in uh, in the Cobalt, or not the Cobalt, in the, the, in the Highlands, the next area, there are ruins, where you can see toppled over statues, one of them being Dalgia, the other one being Palkia. Yeah. So, like, you you know, like, that's that's where this is going. This game, though, is called Pokemon Legends Arceus, or Arceus, however you want to say their name, say his name. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you know what Pokemon is not even mentioned once until post-game? Arceus. Yeah. Yeah, because they don't... Arceus is the god and creator of all Pokemon, or of all things. I can't remember. Of all things. But, of everything. Yeah. It's like, and it's like, you're fighting over this god Sinnoh that controls time and space, but, like, why does... Arceus not get any mention. And I don't know if this is true. I think I even saw somewhere that Arceus has never been catchable before. No, you, um, it's it was very much like Mew. In, in in original games, you had to get like a special... Jeez, excuse me. I have like almost hiccups. Uh, you had to get a special item that I believe you could only get from like events that let you summon Ar- Arceus um, on top of the mountain. Uh, mm-hmm. It's um, the Azure Flute, I believe it's called. 
Okay. And yeah, you 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 whistle that, and then you get him because in every game, so Arceus was introduced in Gen Four, which makes sense. Like I believe every, I'm just, I'm just running through my head. I believe every single legendary that you get in Legends Arceus is a Gen Four legend. Um, the only one I'm not sure of, and I'm checking that right now, are the um, the genies. Okay, uh, no, tornadoes. The the genies they, they, were apparently Generation Five. Yeah, they were black and white. But they are in this one. So they're the only yeah. ones, it seems, that are not Gen 4 originals. Because you have you have the three lake spirits. You have um, Arceus, Dalgia, Palkia, Giratina, Heatran, and Regigigas. Yeah. And I believe Regigigas was Gen 4. There's Gigas, but there's no, uh, like, any of the other Regis? Yeah, so you don't get Regi, Ice, Rock, or Steel. They are all Gen 3 Pokemon, Um, <laughs> as weird as that is. But uh, when you get to the Ice Realm at the top, there is a a temple. And in that temple, mm. there are, like, drawings and other things alluding to Reg- the other Regis. Okay. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Regigigas was originally introduced in Generation 4. So it was... Because mm-hmm. it is, like, the the creator and overseer of the other three Titans. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so all, and then, um, Shyaman and Darkrai are also in it. They're the two, so those two I have a bone to pick with. Um, you, you mentioned that there was a Pokemon you needed the Diamond and Pearl save data. That's yeah. Darkrai. If you, if yep. you did not purchase Brilliant Diamond or Shining Pearl and play it enough to save your game, you cannot get a quest to get Darkrai. And it's, the, this, he's, he, it, it's not needed for the Pokedex though, is it? No, so Darkrai and, and Shyaman, you do not need to complete the Pokedex to finish the game. Um, okay. But it's still just very annoying that that is how they decided to lock that one. Um, and Shyaman's the same way. If you don't have a sword or shield save on your console, you cannot get them. I mean, I'm not really surprised that they did that though, because they did the same thing. I, I, I know it was just a Pikachu and an Eevee. But they did the same thing with with uh, Sword and Shield with uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Yeah, but uh, again, like it w- it was just a a fun special version of them. It wasn't two actual unique Pokemon. Yeah, and that's that's sort of what 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 bugs me about that. Like I got the Shyman be- because like I have sword I have a sword save, but like that Diamond and Pearl remake looks like garbage, and I don't. I didn't really like Diamond and Pearl. Like, that was not a generation I... We, we talked about this before. Like, I just don't have nostalgia for that generation. That mm-hmm. was the one, like, as we just discussed, that introduced a million... Like, half the fucking Pokemon game are fucking legendaries. Yeah. Like, it, th- that is a generation where it started to get out of hand with that shit. Um, but, yeah, so those two are locked behind behind the uh, paywall, essentially. <laughs> uh, but, otherwise, every Pokemon's available in the game. Um, and you can, with the exception of Gengar, Every other Pokemon appear like that. Um, I should say every other trade Pokemon, like the um, your Alakazam, your Golem, your Machamp, all of them are available in the game with no special requirement. Gengar is the only one that isn't, but you can find Gengar in um in the temporal rifts. I yeah yeah he, he can be found in the temporal rifts, but he can also I thought I heard today that he could be found somewhere else in the Mylands, but it might have just been in temporal rifts. But what do you mean need nothing special? Like I know you need the um the link cable item to evolve all the Pokemon all the trade Pokemon. To evolve them. But those Pokemon just exist in the world as alphas. You can catch yeah. an Alpha Alakazam, an Alpha Golem, and an Alpha Machamp. Yeah. So like you 
because the link cable is it like any of the the trait the or the evolution items are all kind of a pain in the ass. They're very expensive from the the vendor that sells them because you need those merit points that you get for turning in the satchels. Yeah, and each satchel does not give very much. At most, it gives about eighty five. It seems like yeah. I think and, I've been generally getting about fifty. I think so. It's it, you get less points if it's auto-generated satchels versus actual people satchels. So make sure you have the internet turned on your mm-hmm. in your game, and that you have it set to auto-connect when you start the game. Because if the the game itself will generate like just fake ones for you to collect, so that you can get points, but they're always less points. If you're okay. actually returning other people's satchels, you get slightly more points usually. Like I'm pretty sure I've returned a couple of yours. Like have have I you thought- have you gotten knocked out at all? No. Okay, so I've, it might just be fake ones then. So if if you get knocked out, so like you as a person, whether it's like falling damage or a Pokemon takes you out, um, yeah, you drop a bunch of items. So it's yeah, usually it's like some Pokeballs, some potions. Like I lost an Evolution Stone, so I I took fall damage at one point. I wasn't paying attention. I was riding um Wordier, jumped over something that I thought was just like a little like um like rock like formation. So he didn't realize it was actually a cliff. Um, mm-hmm. And it was before I had bravery. So I jumped and plummeted and hit the ground and then immediately fell <laughs> to the ground dead. And I woke back up at the, the nearest base camp. And they're just like, you lost all these items when you fell. And then it took like two days for me to realize that my internet wasn't on and that nobody could return my, my satchel because you can't go get your own. Somebody else has to mm-hmm. do it for you. Within 10 minutes of turning the internet on on the game, I had all my items back. Um, nice. Yeah, but it's a cool little thing, but it's just, it takes a lot, because the cheapest items are the, the base evolution stones. They are a thousand merit points. The most expensive stuff is about 1,400 merit points, and you figure you need at least one of every to evolve stuff, unless you get lucky and you find some of these items in the rifts, or just find the Pokemon and not need them. Like, I was able to, oh, Magneton is the so this is also weird you it, there are several cases where you can find the first form and the third form in the wild but then you have to evolve for the second form uh-huh. so you can find the original um sino starters chimchar turtwig and piplup mm-hmm. and you can find alphas of their third evolutions but their middle evolutions are not in the game at all you have to just evolve the the base to get them yeah yeah it's it's weird and there's a few others like that um but yeah had i not found like all the the trade pokemon in the wild i would i'd have to grind for days to get satchels because they don't just auto respawn you have to go back to the village and then travel back to an area back to the village mm-hmm. back to an area so it's very it is time consuming and boring to just grind for those packages oh yeah uh, i can and, get that and that's why like the the last thing i need is that dubious disc to evolve um porygon z yeah but then i i'll have everyone except for spirit tomb and the, the three genies, I'm going to get the genies because they're very easy. Like, they're just in the map. You just have to go to the right area during, like, the right weather. So, mm-hmm. like, there's a little bit to them, but, like, still not bad. Um, I just, the whole reason I went to talk about this because I, I thought it was just really funny that the game is called Arceus and he's not in the game at all. Um, no, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure, like, when you're done all your end game stuff, he, you get the opportunity like, to catch him if you collect all of the Pokemon. You don't have to yeah. you don't have to hundred percent every Pokedex entry. You just have to have caught every Pokemon. Um yeah. if you if you complete every entry, you get an item that makes it easier to find shiny shinies. 
Yeah, which I mean, I need I need an alpha shiny Bidoof. Like that's that's all I need in life. Wouldn't it be funny um, if the only um the only large um Buzel you find is a shiny? You yeah, because you have to give that up. It wouldn't it be? Yeah, cause I, you, I would be so mad at that. You give them to the the guy who wants I, them. I was I was looking for uh, an alpha last night because I was just like that's going to be the easiest way is just to find an alpha. There but is I didn't an al- find any alphas. There is an alpha. Um, so I actually because I wanted to find more alpha Pokemon just for the the fun of it, I did find a list of where each alpha is in the game. So it's a little mm-hmm. bit easier to just kind of like hone in on them because I have yeah I had a bunch of um uh icons on my maps for like where I knew certain alphas were. So that if I wanted to go catch another one, I knew exactly where to go to find them. But yeah. I knew there... And post-game, I think more Pokemon become alpha. Because I am seeing some in the same areas I've been through multiple times um, that were not there. And it, it could just be, like, the weather or something like that. Well, yeah, it's, it is... There is a percentage of drop rate and stuff like that. And that is based on uh, every time it loads. So, like, if there's not something where you go... Go take a short rest and then go back. Yeah, because then it'll the, be there again. The, there are some standards. Like, there are certain alphas that are always in a spot regardless. Some of them are yeah. only there during the day. Some, like, there's an alpha Clefable that is only mm-hmm. out at night. And yeah. then, um, in the same general area, there's an alpha, um, Bidu, the little, the little, uh, bud Pokemon that is only there during the day. So, mm-hmm. but I imagine there's other things that, like, certain alphas are only there when it snows or when it rains. When it's sunny. I mean, fuck, you can only evolve um, Ursa Ring with a full moon while um, while it, while it you have a peat block thingy. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, just this is a heads up for you. Once, don't evolve an Ursa Ring yet if you have one. Um, I think I have a couple. So once you get to the next area, the, the Highlands, you're going to find a side quest eventually of somebody wanting you to go see if the Clefairy dance at the full moon. Mm-hmm. That zone in particular tends to have a lot of weather, at least in my case, where you can't fucking see the moon. The moon also takes a bit to show up in the sky at night. Um, but what you can do is have the peat block in your inventory, have an Ursa ring in your party, go to that zone, and just keep sleeping and going like day, night, day, night. And each night, just open up your bag, go over to the peat block, and see if it says that Ursa ring can evolve. Huh. As soon as it says Ursa ring can evolve, you know that night's a full moon. And you can head to where the Clefairy are. And and the, the, the quest giver actually tells you what area to go look in on the map, too. So that mm-hmm. makes it a little bit easier. But yeah, you can head right over there and see the, if the Clefairies are dancing or not. Nice. That's smart. Yeah. Did um, are, are, uh, Do you have any more you want to say? Because I, I have some I, a, a few little silly facts that I found out watching a video before we recorded. Um, I think um, just overall, it's it's been it, it's been a fun game to play. It, it's definitely got its problems. I think it's very silly that um, Arceus is not available, is not like really mentioned, even though people know him. Um, mm-hmm. And there's even a, a crumbled statue that is near the um, Dialga and Palkia that mm-hmm. I thought was like, oh, this is supposed to be Arceus and it's like so destroyed you don't know. And later on, you find out apparently that's Giratina. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, it's just very funny because there's like six characters who's like, oh, yeah, no, Arceus, like the god Pokemon. It's like, yeah, no, he, he exists. And you're just like, well, why the fuck have you been looking for this Lord Sinnoh if we know that there's a bigger what? deity on top of him? If 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 Arceus is the god Pokemon, why do you worship the space and time Pokemon? Like, yeah, come on now. Exactly. Um, but yeah, what what stuff did you have? 
So, uh, did you know, I found this out watching a video, uh, and you mentioned him earlier, which made me bring him up. Uh, Spiritomb has a 0.1% chance of spawning in the overworld. Really? Um, yeah, at night, where you would get him when you collect all the wisps. It's a 0.1% chance. Oh, shit. Uh, the, the video I was watching, the guy said that it took him upwards of five hours for it to happen. Um, so it's like, it's hard, but it all, I think that was for like an alpha though. Like there's, there's an even lower chance, obviously for an alpha spirit tomb to pop up. Um, and then do you want to know the rarest Pokemon in the game? Cherub, the little cherry Pokemon. No, no. Really? The, yeah. A 2.8 so, or larger Buzel. Uh, almost, <laughs> almost, but no, it is. And, and like, this is a little pedantic. But it still is the rarest thing. It is if you are looking for a specific letter unknown alpha, is a point zero two five percent chance to get that. Oh wow! Yeah, I have not collected many. Have you found any unknowns yet? I I randomly ran into one last night. I was like, oh shit, that's an unknown that's just sitting there. He looked like it. He looked like he f- he was supposed to be part of the uh, scenery, which I guess it's how they are. Um, but once you collect all the letters, they spawn in that area that, uh, you learned about them. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so it's like about five or six at a time, and you can keep going back and forth, and to get any specific letter as an alpha is like a .025% chance or something like that. It's like a 1 in 2500 chance or something. I don't oh. know. It's, 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 it's insane. But like, that is technically the rarest Pokemon in the game. So if you're trying to collect all the alpha unknowns, you're going to be there for a while. Yeah, I've only, I, th- I have organically found three unknowns. One of them mm-hmm. is in the village. Really? Yeah. Um, I'll, but, I'll, don't, don't, I'll have to look for it next time. No, I was just going to say, it is in a spot that you will, it, it is not regularly accessible. You actually have to uh-huh. get to it from the, the, the big building. Okay. Um, and it's the only spot in the in the actual town that you can throw Pokeball. Okay. Um, which I didn't realize until after I caught it, and I went I went back into like uh, like another area. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I can't throw Pokeballs. I can only throw out Pokemon. Yeah. Um. Uh. And and um. One last thing. Fuck the farm, man. It's not worth it. Sometimes. What do you mean? Do, do you, you do you know that there's a farm that you can pay money and they'll grow different things for you, like apricorns or oh right um, yeah 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 uh, i uh, i did i did medical herbs and it gave me like five medical herbs and a couple of uh 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 what's the artichoke looking ones i know what you're talking the, about but i don't know what they're yeah, called yeah yeah the, the revive ones and i'm just like a thousand for this and you gave me like five herbs come on now that's it's like bull. it's like 500 for apricorns and you get like 30 of them yeah i i started doing just the apricorns because i Generally, when I am, like, if my inventory is full, I'll go and I'll craft everything I can to clear out a spot before I start throwing stuff away. So I've, I'm constantly running around with no apricorns because I make all the Pokeballs. Yeah, I have hundreds of them and hundreds of the regular Tumblestone mm-hmm. uh, because I stopped crafting Pokeballs at a certain point. I was getting so much money that I was just going to the vendor as soon as, like, the next level Pokeball opened up. And just buying whatever the max amount I could buy was, and then crafting like my revives and potions and everything, and mm-hmm. crafting the specialty balls. But I wasn't gathering enough ore 
So I never had the metal to make more than just a couple of the specialty balls at a time. Yeah. Um, but I just kept, like, I always had Apricorn and the regular um, stuff. And because you had certain Pokemon that you had to get out of trees, um, I got, end up with more Apricorns because it took me several hours to get the Cheruby, the, the pre-evolution of Cherum. Because um, mm-hmm. they spawn in the same trees that um, Cherum could potentially spawn in. But they seem to have a lower catch rate or a, a lower appearance rate. Yeah, can you can you not breed in this one? Is there no Ditto? Yeah, there, so Ditto doesn't exist in this one. So I don't. It's I. It's never actually been confirmed in lore. But mm-hmm. like the fan theory of Ditto is Ditto is the is the first failed attempt at cloning Mew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like it tracks with like what you find in Red and Blue, and so like a Ditto not existing in the past would definitely make sense yeah um but yeah there, there's nobody to breed anything with which is a bummer because there that would definitely make certain things easy, but also yeah. like, would make certain things a little too easy and and i don't i haven't looked this up i should have somebody told me yesterday is there battle can i battle you in this or is there no battling i don't think there's online battling but you you can trade um it's just the 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 code though there's no like surprise trade or anything like that yeah, that's fine. Um, but you can, at a certain point, you can go to the training ground, and there's a, a guy there who will just call um, people for you to battle that, like, you've met throughout the game. And in some cases, they are much stronger than you expect them to be. Like, I had I had swapped out my entire party at one point for a bunch of different Pokemon, um, mostly Pokemon that needed a high um, hap- or friendship in order to evolve. Mm-hmm. So I had like three EVs because I, I still needed, I, I had one EV because I needed a Jolteon, so I was waiting to get a Thunderstone. One EV to become an Espeon and one to become a Sylveon because I already had Umbreon. And then yeah. I had a, a Hot Bunny or whatever it is, the little the little bunny. Sexy bunny, yeah. That or, I needed. Or, or baby sexy bunny. That's weird. Um, I, it was People, the, people it, have the hots for it though. It was the baby one. And that evolves yeah, yeah. with happiness. So I, I had to like take that around. And then, like, I didn't want my normal team in because I didn't want their levels to get real skewed, and I hadn't completed the narrative at that point. So I, um, I had like a couple random, like, just alphas with me that were like sixty-five and higher, and I, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll just battle one of these trainers. It'll probably be easy, and it'll let me like get their happiness up because I'll win a fight. And then this dude's throwing out like level like seventy shit. I'm like, well, fuck. Like, yeah, this was unexpected. That's... That's frustrating if there's no actual battling with friends, because that's, you create this new battle system that's very different than what you normally have, and you get, like, in my opinion, and I've I've gone over this with previous games, with other games, like with, um, uh, Valkyria Chronicles 4, like, if there's no actual online competitive nature to this game, what's the point of end game content? Like, what's the point of me continuing to collect Pokemon? What's the point of me using the Grit Stones to be able to power up the EVs of my Pokemon if I'm not actually going to be competitively battling? Well, using the Grit Stone makes fighting certain, excuse me, certain things in the wild much, much easier. Like, I mentioned it on the on our chat last night. The final, like, um, and it's not the final, but, like, the, there is a <laughs> post-game boss fight, let's call it. Yeah. Um, that is three fucking stages um it's it's a it's a six on six battle and then another battle directly after that that is then fought in two stages um mm-hmm. and there is no time in between where you get to heal your pokemon whereas like in previous generations it was just like 
Oh, you had this fight where, like, it was one versus six, and, like, your one Pokemon took a, a, a point of damage? Here, let me heal them all up before this next thing happens. Yeah, ba- uh, Battle Tower and, and Sword and Shield. It's like, oh, we have 30 seconds as this elevator is going up. Let me heal your Pokemon for you. After every fuck, fuck you, Hop, I want a challenge. Yeah, where in this one, it's like, 6v6, your opponent has a bunch of... It's a, the opponent has a good balanced team, and they're mm-hmm. all, like, level 65 to 70. Um, yeah. And, like, not push over poke. Like, they definitely have weaknesses, but it's not like he didn't throw out a fucking, like, Magikarp or anything stupid yeah, yeah. like that. And then that is followed up by a fight against two other large, powerful Pokemon that are Alpha um, and level 70, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's like you take it down, and then immediately the next one starts up. And I actually, I lost the first time through. Um, cause I, when I finished, when I got down to the, the last phase, I only had one Pokemon left. And when that fight starts, as alpha fights usually do, they get the first hit and it's always a more powerful hit. And they just one shot my Pokemon, even though I, yeah. that Pokemon happened to be full health. I'm just like, well, fuck me. One cool thing. I don't, I don't know if you've noticed yet when all your Pokemon pass or, or get defeated, you do not white out and, and like wake up at like a camp. No. No, I've had it happen twice. Once in that battle, and once when I had, like, a team of just random bullshit I was running around with. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I got into a fight that I shouldn't have gotten into. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, no, you just, um, it, you basically, it just says you're out of usable Pokemon, and it exits you from the battle, and you should run, because that Pokemon may attack you if you if you hang around. Um, but you do, you either have to use items to revive your Pokemon, or head back to a camp to, uh, to sleep. Okay. It's and actually, so when in in that in that end battle, did you pause real quick and heal, or did you run back, or did it uh, knock you out fully? So it doesn't knock you out fully, but it basically just like brings you back, and all your Pokemon are healed up. Actually, were they all? Mm-hmm. I think they were all healed up, and then but then you have to go back in and do all three fights over. Yeah, and there's no skipping the the fucking dialogue. <laughs> of course, that that was super annoying because like it's not a it's not a short dialogue. Like the dude talks for a while, so yeah. But, like, I still thought it was very cool that it was, like, it was such an unexpectedly, like, challenging fight. And, like, when I knew, like, going into it the second time, I was just better prepared. And I'm just like, okay, so, like, I actually have to, like, pay attention and not throw out, like, stupid stuff just to, like, like, kind of, like, pass through it. Like, I actually have to, like, pay attention to tight matches and everything here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that's anything else for Pokemon, or should we no. move on? No, yeah, let's move on. Right. So, we definitely went much longer than I thought we would on Pokemon again. I, it's, it, it's a good game. But it's good, probably and, be the and last, it's different. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be the last uh, we talk about it for a while. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, a little bit more Nintendo stuff real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. So, they Nintendo announced that by, the, by March of next year, they are closing down the Wii U and 3DS eShops. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. uh, not totally surprising. That's a very Nintendo thing to do. Uh, but we were talking about this like a couple weeks ago, thinking that it was already shut down. Um, <laughs> which it yeah. turns out that that was not the case. Um, it's the Wii eShop got shut down a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Which but, I think it's funny that the Wii eShop got shut down in 2019, and that platform launched in um 20, 2006. So that went for 13 years. Mm-hmm. The Wii U didn't is is just going to hit 10. But hold on, like yes, the the purchasing is being shut down. That's that's something that you're kind of leaving out on this. It will be it's the 3DS and Wii U eShops will be shut down for purchasing. 
but you are going to be able to continue to download and update games on those systems that you already own. Yeah, so it's in May of this year, you're no longer be going to be able to add funds with a credit card. In mm-hmm. August of this year, you're no longer going to be able to add funds off of like the eShop cards. Um, mm-hmm. And then as of March of next year, that's when you can no longer download. Um, so it's you. it will no longer be it, possible to make purchases, download demos or themes, redeem a download code, or add funds. So yes. at least for the time being, you will be able to download your existing purchases. Like they're not like yeah. shutting that part down, but it's just a very like it's a very Nintendo thing to do because they're also the company that is most out there um going after people that are trying to preserve games through emulation. And don't get me wrong, some people are doing it in a very like like black market for lack of a better term, like trying to just get shit for freeway like the people that immediately started emulating Metroid the day yeah. it was released. Yeah. But, like, in this case, um, the IGN article that, that I, I found this on, uh, when this happens, there are going to be 1,799 games that have no way to be purchased after this. And, like, a lot of them, 100% shovelware. Like, totally the, the case. Like, the Wii U was one of the first platforms um, that I remember having just a ton of garbage on it. But, like, there are definitely going to be other games that, like, you just can't re- you cannot purchase anywhere else that isn't some sort of secondhand transaction. Mm-hmm. And that's a bummer. Like, there are Pokemon games on the 3DS that you can buy digitally. Like, you can buy red and blue and yellow and gold and silver and crystal and all that um, digitally. Yeah. You cannot buy those games anywhere else. They are not available anywhere legally. Because technically, used games, not totally legal. Like, if you read, like, terms of service, it's like a gray area. Mm-hmm. And, like, for stuff like that, like, if you can find a physical copy of it, it's probably a little expensive. And the save battery's probably dead, so you're gonna have to open that shit up and replace the battery. Um, but Nintendo just recently had, like, a press release go out that was, like, kind of, like, celebrating that um, they successfully got somebody arrested for emulation of their intellectual property. But again, like, what game was it? Was it, like, an old school game, or was it That I don't... That I don't know, and uh, and totally to be fair, apparently that person was one of, like, the shitty people doing it. But Nintendo has been known to go after basically anybody that does it. That's why there's that there's that meme that goes around every so often of, like, it's the kid holding, like, a, a homemade, like, cardboard Nintendo Switch. Where, like, the meme's like, such and such couldn't afford a real Nintendo Switch. Um, so, whoever from Nintendo got on a plane, flew to them, and handed them a cease and desist order. I've um, never seen that meme ever. It's actually I've seen it a, a, a bunch of times. It's actually very funny and it's tongue in cheek because like Nintendo isn't that bad, but they are very aggressive no, they, with that stuff. I, and look, I again I get it to an extent for like emulation. Like if, if if it's Metroid, if it's Kirby, like the new games coming out this year, or I'll even say if it's like a game coming out in the last ten years, I can understand being like, "Yo, fuck you, man." Stop that. Stop it. And if you don't stop, we're gonna get you arrested and send you to jail. But if if it's, like, if it's older games, if it's, like, SNES games and shit, then, like, yeah, maybe maybe they shouldn't do that. But at the same time, uh, it sounds like Nintendo is planning on continuing to provide more and more and more games on Switch Online. So, that's not totally clear. And also, just, just to, to roll back. I don't disagree with what you just said about like older games, but I think with things like this where they're sh- where they're taking the the 
taking away the ability for a game to be purchased, um, even if it's a game that wouldn't necessarily be purchased. I think that at that point, emulation is kind of fair game. If there is no way to reasonably purchase something, if it is only available secondhand market, where like Nintendo is not actually getting any money for that anyway, and it's usually going, and for anything actually wanted, it's going to be well over market value anyway. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's on the platform holder for making that that title unavailable. Emulation at that point is the only real option to preserve that title. Yeah. Um. But they apparently Nintendo on their website, which they have since removed, there was this um this like FAQ answer where the question was: once it is no longer possible to purchase software in Nintendo eShop on Wii U and Nintendo 3DS family of systems. Many classic games for past platforms will cease to be available for purchase anywhere. Will you make classic games available on to own some other way? If not, then why? Doesn't Nintendo have an obligation to preserve its classic games by continually making them available for purchase? So th- that was the, an FAQ question on their site. Mm-hmm. And th- they have three bullet points responding to it. Across our Nintendo Switch online membership plans, over 130 classic games are currently available in growing libraries for various legacy systems. The games are often enhanced with new features such as online. We think this is an effective way to make classic content easily available to a broad range of players. Within these libraries, new and longtime players can not only find games they remember or have heard about, but other fun games they might not have thought to seek out otherwise. We currently have no plans to offer classic content in any other way. Which, yeah, that's fine. Like, they're not wrong. Like, they do offer a lot of games on the Switch Online bundle. But because of um, uh, licensing and stuff like that, there are a lot of classic games that they also can't offer that... And they also don't offer 3DS or Wii games on those platforms. So, like, they're... Or Game Boy, for that matter. Uh, but 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 I, I want to add the caveat of currently. Like, they yes. didn't offer N64 and Genesis games prior to last year. But you could... Per- so, and you're, you're right, you could purchase them on your Wii U. So mm-hmm. they were they were still available. So at least right now, they're. Do you know off the top of your head how many games are on the the N sixty four right now? It's like a dozen or uh, so. The N sixty four, probably about a dozen or so. Yeah. So like, and I know it's a, it's a lot of the like the the games that you you most associate that Nintendo has the rights to. Like, you're probably never going to see GoldenEye on there, and I don't think GoldenEye was available to purchase on the Wii U either because of the rights to that are just kind of all over the fucking place. But yeah. like, as of right now, like. There is no handheld market on the Switch. So there are a lot of very well-known classic handheld titles, like namely all the Pokemon games, that will be completely unavailable once this this happens. And again, like, I'm sure at some point they will have a solution for it. But like right now, there isn't one. And like, that 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 just sucks because they're also very, very aggressive about shutting people down for emulation of things that aren't available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like like I said, I, I've I've made this comment in the past when we we're talking about Sony, and it's like if if it's a game you wanted, if it's a game you were gonna buy, you would have already purchased it by now. You would already have it on your system or or in in some. So, but like, I I trust me, I get it. It sucks that you're losing access to some of these old games, but most of the people who want to play these old games are playing these old games on their old cartridges on their old console, and I it. As of right now, they don't outright say this shit's coming to Switch Online. 
but they're saying available in a growing libraries for various legacy systems. But they, they also go on to say that, like, basically, he, here are the games that are available. Um, some of them you probably just never heard of. They're like, they, they use nicer language for that. But, and the, the thing, I, I did mention this, they have since removed that FAQ. Yeah, they, they removed it for, uh, who knows what reason. Um, backlash. Uh, like, 100%, they were getting backlash over this. And like, somebody I, realized I, that was a bad thing. I feel like somebody's looking at, like, everyone's looking at it in a bad way. Like, yes, they're taking these games down. That sucks for you if you were going to go buy these games. If you haven't already, you should probably go do that. Yes, it sucks that they're not available right now. But, and yes, maybe it sucks that they don't have plans to sell them. But if you subscribe to their online content, maybe you'll have access. And yes, it's a big maybe, but... Like, that's, like, they're trying to sell Switch Online. And the one way to sell Switch Online is to have these games on Switch Online. Yeah, but, it like, might, the problem is they, be... they don't always have them on Switch Online. Right now, sure. And, like, to be but... fair, like, to be fair, they say that that's a, a lot, oftentimes those Switch Online games have enhancements that make them better. The opposite is also true. They have released better versions of those plat of those games, like, on like the Wii U or on the 3DS, that the 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 version on the Switch Online is actually a busted, broken version. I mean, it's 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 the ROMs, it's the emulators on the Switch Which Online. It's also like, very funny I, that they are I, so against emulation, but like there was that whole big thing before where the emulators being used and some of the ROMs being used in these um on these platforms, they still have the fucking signatures from the original like homebrew developers, like that like. Nintendo did not make their own emulators and, and they're not dumping their own ROMs. They're fucking going on torrent sites and downloading it and then repackaging it as. Mm -hmm. And like, I just think that's, that, that is more my thing. Like, I don't actually care if they're taking the stuff down. Cause like, you're right. Like, if people haven't purchased it by now, they probably weren't going. I just think to basically be locking things away where there's no way to preserve them so that people in the coming generations can definitely experience them. That's the thing that I think sucks. But they're, they're, right now, yes, they're not available. Doesn't mean they're not going to be available by 2023. I, and you're right, like, but we don't know. And Nintendo it, does it, not it, tell, look, they, they've had the Super Nintendo stuff for four years. There are still a plethora of Super Nintendo games that people have been begging for that are Yeah, well, I mean, Nintendo trolls their fan base and won't put Waluigi in as a Smash character. So, the more you beg and ask for something to happen, the more they're not going to do it. Um, and, and, but, like, I don't know. I don't have a lot of fondness for the, the SNES. I didn't own an SNES. I didn't play a lot of SNES games. And when it comes to Nintendo, I only had a handful. If they give me a duck hunt, I'd be super happy. I'm surprised they but, haven't tried to do that. I'm sure they could easily do it. Like, it was, it was a, it was a freaking, it was like remote control. Like I'm sure they could easily do that with the Switch controllers. It's yeah. literally probably the easiest thing they could do. Um, but I, I just I a lot of people have no faith in Nintendo, and you know what? It, this is me being a Nintendo fanboy and being all like, you know what? Give it time, give it time. But I, again, I like I'm new to doing retro gaming on a consistent basis. I don't do a lot of retro gaming prior to these past few months. That's fair. It's, it's, but like, when I look at it, like, do I want Vector Man on the Sega Genesis? 
Fuck yeah, I do. Am I mad right now that it's not on a Sega Genesis? No. Am I hopeful that it'll be on there eventually? Yes. Do I want... And I, again, all of my games are going to be Genesis games. Do I want... um, uh, What was it? Was it what was it called? It was a fucking ninja game that was on the Genesis. Um, Like Shinobi? I think it was like called Shadow Warrior or something like that. It was fucking amazing. I love that game. I'd have to look it up to remember actually what it was called. I believe it was called like Shadow Warrior. Um, but like, do I want that on a Genesis? Yes. Am I sitting here being all mopey and sad because it's not on there right away? No, because maybe it'll be on there. And if it never goes on there, it never goes on there. Here's the thing. I don't own it. I love it. I would love to own it. I would love to get it. And if I really wanted to, I'd find it and I'd buy it. But until then, until I can own it and find it and buy it and, 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 and play it, if it's not available to me, which has never been available on any online capabilities, I just got to deal with it. But I think that's the key difference there is like a game that's never been available. While it's, it's frustrating that's never been available, that like you, it's not being removed from anything. Like to have games that are available then become not avail- available in an online marketplace is sort of the thing that's just frustrating because there is no way to determine if those things will ever be available and and again like strictly for preservation that's why like emulation is is great as long as it's done like look it's never legal emulation is, is never going to be legal. at least not like with rom like i guess theoretically emulation is legal it's like the roms are illegal um or at least distribution of it's, roms it's the it's the act of uploading is illegal yeah. Having it, making it, owning it, using it, playing it, not illegal. Giving it out. That's why Pirate Bay was a big thing. It wasn't the f- act of really downloading it that was illegal. I mean, it was kind of illegal. It was the distribution it was, of it. It was the distribution. It was giving these things away. Um, but that's why, like, that stuff is important when things become unavailable. Like, we said at the top of this, like, the people that were trying, that were pirating Metroid Dread the day it came out, like, that's bullshit. Like, that game is more than easily available. You can buy it physically, digitally, both, like, whatever you want to do. It's there. You're just being a piece of shit, not wanting to spend the money on it, but then making money by streaming it. Because that's what those people yeah. were doing. They were then streaming it. Um, yeah. But, you know, like, going back, like, if you want to play Super Mario Land, um, Super Mario Land 2, the, the six-coin one, mm-hmm. you, you can't after the... I'm pretty sure that one is available on the 3DS eShop. And you can't after this. Like, it, it it's unavailable. We do not have any... There's no roadmap that Nintendo has ever shared saying that Game Boy era stuff will ever be available on the online service. Um, doesn't mean it won't be, but like at present, like they barely have anything on this on the N64 and Genesis one. I don't think they're going to add another platform short term. Like they're going to want to build out those libraries a little bit first before they look to add any other libraries to it. So like Mario Land 2 is gone in March um, of next year. Like no new players can ever buy that again and 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 yeah that that is it sucks that no new players can ever play that again and like i said i'm not i'm I'm not anti-retro i i do enjoy retro i do have nostalgia for retro but i am not someone to go look for retro that often but like it sucks that no new players are gonna play that again but who does that really hurt so that's the thing i'm not saying it hurts anybody i'm just saying like from like a preservation standpoint it sucks And, and, and but again who does that hurt that hurts nintendo Nintendo was fucking themselves with this because they're not creating those long time, those long running fans, those fans that played these old games and played and then and and introduced have their 
introduce their kids to them and shit like that. This is hurting Nintendo. Nintendo is hurting themselves, and they're going to figure that out, and they're going to release these games in some way, shape, or form. Like, they will re-release these in some form. It's just Nintendo constantly, over and over and over, changes up their system, changes up their hardware to where it's probably impossible or next to impossible to transfer everything over to keep everything together as a one-on-one thing. And they're fucking themselves with that because people are going to stop buying shit from them because they can't, they can't transfer it from the Switch to, to the Nintendo box. I don't know what's going to come out after the next Switch, but they, they have that track record. Well, no, the track record was even worse because it went from the 64 to the GameCube to the Wii. To the Wii U, that's the first time we ever had a cross-generational thing that could cover, like, that, that could use the data from the previous one to the next. Like, yes, we had backwards compatibility on the Wii, but after the Wii U, we couldn't put everything from the Wii U onto our Switch. Because Nintendo fucks themselves. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they people are still waiting for them to re-release again the two Zelda remakes that they released on the Wii U that, like... Because Wind Waker and Twilight Princess were both released on the Wii U, but because the Wii U sold kind of shitty in comparison, Mm -hmm. um, like, those games didn't sell as much. And at this point, they've basically re-released almost every Wii U game, (laughs) every first-party Wii U game on the Switch, except for those two. And, um, frankly, if, if, uh, if, if, like, the, the traits carry on, the, those games that were, you know, 40 or 50 bucks on the Wii U, can be ported to the Switch and sold for a full $60 and have higher sales than anything on the Wii U ever had. Yeah, because people will buy it. That, and that's the thing that really, really, like, hits a gear with me with Nintendo, is people will bitch and bitch and bitch and moan about it, but still buy it. If you have that big of a problem with it, don't fucking buy it. Yeah, like, I, for stuff like that, if it's a game that I'm interested in, I wait until like it's used or cheaper or like I get it as a gift. Like I generally don't, mm-hmm. I don't buy it the when it is, and I generally don't yeah. buy it at but full price. I, I didn't, I didn't buy Wind Waker HD at all. They gave it away for free. Oh, that's right. And you I got downloaded it. 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 It came with the purchase of something. If you yeah, purchase something else, you could get Wind Waker. Yeah, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, that's that's what happened. It's just like, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the game, by the way, is Shadow Dancer: The Secret of Shinobi. Um, and it was, it was an awesome game. It released in the nineties in, in 1990. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard of that one. It Um, was, I, me, me and Eric loved that game. You get a power at one, you get like a magic power each level or whatever, and then you can use, and it's like fire comes up and down through the screen and he makes this weird, like, uh, like, uh, basically, um, uh, um, oral like noise thing. I can't remember what the term is and I'm trying to say, um, Ver- verbal, verbal, uh, spell cast, and it's just, it's, it goes like, oh, uh, uh, and he does it, and it's just so cool. I love, I loved the game. I loved it so much. I had a bunch of games for this Genesis. I won on there. Eventually I'll be on there. I'm hoping. Who knows? Might Cross not be. my fingers. Probably never will be. And that, that's just, I, unfortunately, that's the life of getting older. Like, your, your, your shit isn't always available. Sometimes. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, which apparently it was available on the Wii. So there you go. So you could have played it two years ago. I did not know that it was available on the Wii, and I was not thinking about it back then. Whoops. Um, but do you want to uh, move on? Talk a, a little bit about Cyberpunk. 
Yeah, so uh, there's this uh, little-known game uh, by a, a small team called CD Projekt Red, and this game is called Cyberpunk 2077, I believe, um, that is getting a, a major update um, and release today or soon. It's already out, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's their, their, their next-gen update. Uh, I think it's like 1.6 or whatever they're calling it. 1.5. There we go. I, I felt like it was maybe higher than 1.5, but I wasn't 100% sure. Nope. Um, so it, it's 1.5. Um, it is a 50 gig download. It's Jesus. It is both the the PS5 Xbox Series version of the game and some DLC, um, some free uh-huh. DLC stuff. Like they're they're adding like new weapons and new other th- like they're they're adding they're legitimately adding a lot of stuff. Um, they've redone some of the character appearance things where you can actually go in and edit some of your appearance in your apartment and you can also change the way your apartment looks apparently now mm-hmm. um and they fix some of like the way that like the game renders certain things like they have it sounds like they have legitimately done a lot of work um in very standard fashion for these like next gen upgrades if you have the PS5 version of Cyberpunk you have to first uninstall the PS4 version off your console and then go into the store and explicitly download the PS5 version full game Jesus. no patch like, you have to just re-download the entire game with the 50 additional gigs. Um, Jeez. If you have the Xbox version, it's just the 50-gig patch. The Xbox is smart. It'll figure out which, which version to play for you and just play it. Mm-hmm. Um, which, it's stupid that, like, two years ago, smart delivery sounded like the dumbest fucking thing. And then you see how all of these developers can't figure out how the fuck to upgrade their games on the PlayStation. You're like, oh. Oh, no, I guess this was a good idea. <laughs> fucking. Yeah. Okay, then. Um. But yeah, it's kind of wild that that game came out in December of 2020. It mm-hmm. took them a year and a month to release this patch so that it would play on current consoles. Um, pretty sure the game is still a just absolute disaster on last gen. Uh, it might run better, but it sounds like um, while they have sort of like allowed for upscaling and a lot of like the cool stuff that you can do with ne- next gen, they have continued to scale back on last gen so that the game just performs mm-hmm. i just i think that's absolutely hilarious it's like come on now what are you guys doing yeah they're just they're dropping the ball yeah but you know what so this game should have been a next gen game from the beginning it should have never been released on the ps4 xbox one stuff but like i get it like they were trying to make get the the largest possible demographic of sales and there were a lot of ps4s out in the wild yeah um but like to all from the sounds of it current like like the this current gen stuff seems to work okay and the pc version of the game generally worked fine like it was buggy but like it was playable um Mm -hmm. they have um some of the other stuff they've done is they they reworked some of the ai for npcs so that they're smarter and more effective in combat scenarios and apparently they panic more realistically when um (laughs) when faced with dangerous situations so like if you're driving a car into them i guess maybe like they scatter more realistically than before nice um nice yeah, um, apparently, yeah, so that is one of the things that will only be PC and, like, current gen, not PS4, Xbox One, likely due to, like, memory and things like that. But yeah. yes, so, like, it seems like they are trying to make some some cool updates to it, and they they are adding all that new DLC, new weapons, um, additional apartment. Oh, so it's not just that you can change your apartment, you actually get additional apartments for your characters. So, like, other places oh. around the city that you can, like, stay and, like, change your weapons, change your appearance, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, they, they are, they do seem, it's, 
I wouldn't say they're going as far as um, Hello Games did with No Man's Sky. So I feel like like No Man's Sky got a very bad rap early on because people the, it it was bad marketing and people having very large expectations out of a very small team. Um, but like Hello Games turned the fuck around on No Man's Sky, and that game is still going. Yeah, and I feel like CD Projekt isn't quite there with this, but they're at least finally starting to like make good on some of the stuff that like they said they would do a year ago. Mm-hmm. And like that's cool. Like I hope that this game like. I hope that they keep iterating on this game and they make it like the game that everyone expected it to be two and a half years ago. Yeah, I, I hope they make it worthwhile. It's just like I, I when I saw that that this uh, update was coming out and they were finally releasing their next gen patch and everything, I like I sat there for a second. I'm like, do I want to try it? Do I want to like add it to like a wish list? Do I want to maybe buy it and give it a shot? Like I was. Like, similar to how I am with Deathloop, I was like this with Cyberpunk. It was it was a game that was super hyped that I knew nothing about and was just tired of seeing the hype. And then when it released and it was a fucking failure, I was like, you know what? Great. Great. Um, but at this point, I'm like, do I want, do I want to do it or do I, like, I mean, is my protest essentially warranted of, should I just, is my protest still warranted of, I shouldn't buy this because they fucked up so bad and they probably shouldn't have released a game that was so broken. And if I do purchase this game now, is it, yeah, like, is that really sending them a message of, like, keep releasing broken games and we'll just sit there and buy them when you finally fix them? Or, like, maybe your quality of game should be better from the get-go. And I think that's the thing, thing, like, purchasing a game after they fixed it, I think is showing faith that, like, they did what they they needed to do to make the game worth worth buying, and mm. like your PC should be able to play it pretty fucking well. Oh, my PC should have no problem playing it, and I, I like it's. I I wouldn't have a problem playing. I just I don't know. I'm I'm like I'm in that middle zone. Like if I can if it can have a really good sale on Steam or something like that, sure, I'll probably get it. But I, we're looking like sub thirty bucks, so we're looking at least another year or two. And actually, I don't know that that game is on Steam. Is uh, I will check. I have no idea. I'm actually I'm I'm trying to search right now too. Uh, looks like Steam might be down. Oh no! Yep, it's on there. It's on the uh, it's a title card. Of okay, Steam, the front page. It's on my featured and recommended. So they. It's can... actually. It's only thirty dollars. <laughs> it's actually only thirty dollars. Uh, how long is it on sale for? Uh, March first. I might get it. Uh, next week when I get paid. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to remind you about this next week. Literally, no, I'm not even lying. Like, remind me on Friday next week. Remind me next uh, uh, next podcast, and I'll let you just know if I'm still thinking about it. And then remind me on on uh on Friday, and and if I remember to get it, I'll get it. Like, so I I own it on Xbox. Um, I played a couple hours of it and actually really enjoyed it. It like it it ran fine on my Series X, but it was still the last gen version. I honestly mm-hmm. kind of put it aside because of what happened with Control, where the the next gen version of Control came out and the save was not compatible, so you had to start the game yeah. all over. And I didn't want that to run into that, so I kind of yeah. just put Cyberpunk aside. I'm like, when they when they release the next gen, I'll I'll dip back to it. And that was at the time when they they were expecting it in like Q2 of last year. So I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, it's only a few months. Like this, like I'll just pick it up over the summer. And now we're like a year past that. Um. But I will probably actually dip back into this sometime soon just to, to, you know, mess around with it again. It was a cool game. Like, I actually, I do think you'll, 
you would probably enjoy it a lot. It might be a little too big for you because like you tend mm-hmm. to get like you're a completionist, like you do everything. Um, but I do think I I think it it has enough of the stuff that you would enjoy that you'd actually get into it. Yeah, and like hey, it, it's in that price range that you said you wanted it. So yeah, uh, yeah. But I, also now that I think about it, um, Elden Ring comes out soon, so uh, I don't really know which one I'd rather have. I mean, like, why not both? True, true. But at the same time, money is why not both. Yeah, but it's only 30 bucks for Cyberpunk. Yeah, but, like, I don't know if I'm actually going to enjoy Cyberpunk, but I think I'm probably already going to enjoy Elden Ring. So I think at you will enjoy Cyberpunk. At least for, like, five minutes. I think you'll enjoy Cyberpunk. And it's another newish game you can stream. I mean, I can stream any game I decide to play. It may uh. even help pay for itself if you get some subscriptions while streaming it. I mean, I am affiliate, and anyone should go and check out twitch.tv slash be underscore walnuts and subscribe. First month is 20% off. Or your Twitch Prime. There's that, too. Or just use your Twitch Prime. I get a 50-50 cut no matter how you subscribe. So just go ahead and do it. I need 100 bucks so I can cash out. I didn't realize Literally, $100. That's funny. You, you, you can't cash out to 100 bucks. I'm at, like, $15 right now. That's awesome. But, like you know, that. it's $15 in a week. Like, I have been affiliate for a week. I have six subs, and I've made about 20 cents in advertising. Nice. Yeah. Um, but I guess uh, you, you ready to move on and hear about some uh, some movies and things? Uh, yeah. Let, let's talk about, the, about this alley of woman and house across the sword art scale. Thing. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm going to start with Sword Art Online. Uh, so oh, You're going to start with the one I'm most interested in. Well, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the whole point. So, this mo- so, do you know what this movie is, by chance? Uh, is it... Um, no, I don't know anything about it. I know they had a movie that was supposed to be pretty much the series um, at one point, or then so they had a... I, they, I don't fully remember. They just had a movie come out, um, actually... Back in December, it, they actually it was a limited theatrical release that actually looked um, sounds really interesting. Um, if you like sword art, it is the original, um, the first half of the first season. Um, so like the actual sword art online portion of the show, um, mm-hmm. but entirely from Asuna's point of view. Okay, so like, so like there, there's a good chunk of that first season where you don't see her because she's off doing stuff with um, the the group that she was with for like the first like, yeah. half ish. Um, but apparently that whole movie is, like, basically what she was doing throughout the whole thing. And, like, from her point that's, of view. That's really cool. Yeah. I like that. But So this movie is from, I want to say, 2017. It's called Ordinal Scale. Um, it takes place between between seasons two and three. So mm-hmm. did you watch season two? Um, I haven't watched anything besides the initial series. So, like, after, like, they rescued her and then they got the, the source code for the original game after they rescued her and all that shit. Like... Okay. That's, I haven't I haven't watched any sword art after like I'm assuming that was season one. Like, yes, yeah, so season one is actual sword art online, and then um the elf game where Asuna gets kept in a cage, which like yeah I have a like that whole half of that first se- like the first half of the first season actually uh, like an interesting um isekai or iseki or however you're supposed to say that the second half kind of like ruins it because like. You have a character who is actually, like, Asuna is, like, a, a strong female. And then you spend the whole second half of the game with yeah. her locked in a cage by a creep. And yeah, that's yeah. that's sort of my biggest problem with most of that series is it's very, it, it, I mean, it's very, very anime. 
where Kirito is just, he's the hero for everybody. He saves all the ladies and all the bad guys are just sort of creeps. Um, yeah. Cause the second season, um, is the one where they, he goes to the, the shooter game for the first half of it. And like, that was actually, that was a cool change of pace because that it was called Gun Gale Online. And that whole game was, it, it was, it was, um, team based and, and solo shooters. And they had like competitions and stuff like that. Um, but what was what was happening is people were dying in real in real life while playing it, um, and there, there was a character in the game who was basically like killing people in the game, and then they were dying in real life, and no one could figure out how. So that mm-hmm. FBI guy, for whatever reason, like goes to Kirito and asks him to investigate. It's like you yeah. figured you figured out the other games, like can you figure out this one too? Yeah, um, that, that's 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 the thing about Sword Art is it's just like, hey, let's keep putting these children in dangerous fucking hey, situations. By the end of it, I think they're all like eighteen because um they were in that game for so long. They're just still in high school because they didn't get to finish high school. Um, but so I thought they were only in the game for about six months before uh they saved Sword no, that, Art. They were they were in Sword on Sword Art Online for two years. Damn, how did they survive? So I, a lot of people didn't. Um, but the ones that did, like, they basically spent two years in the hospital being given, like, intravenous fluids and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, but, so the second season introduces that game, and then the, the female character that he ends up, like, befriending in that one ends up moving over to the elf game with them at the end. Um, the second half of that season is actually pretty cool. Um, there's an actual, like, they actually do a game thing. Like, they're playing a game and having fun. Um, like, doing quests and shit. And then um, it gets sad when um, Asuna befriends um, a group of people that are all dying of chronic illness. Um, and, like, the, the main girl, who's, like, a really strong character, um, she's dying of AIDS and spends literally every waking moment inside the game because it's the only place that, like, she can do anything other than lie in bed. Yeah. Um, but so this movie takes place post that and before the third season, which I, we haven't watched the third season yet because it only... The second half only just got dubbed on Funimation. Uh-huh. Um, but so this movie, it's an ARG instead of um, VR. Okay. So they're all walking around with, like, Google Glass, essentially. Everybody has mm-hmm. one. This company gave every survivor of Sword Art one of these things. So why? Why would you <laughs> even play that? No. Just. Oh, my God. Yep. So Why would you play that game? So, and it's not just a game, so it, it's it's augmented reality, so it's even just, like, seeing, like, your text messages, like, in front of your face, basically. And, like, being able to, yeah. like, type on, like, a virtual keyboard. Like, very futuristic. But then yeah. there's, like, a Pokemon Go-style, um, like, game in there, where visually, like, when, when the game starts, you get, um, like, a, like, a cool outfit and, like, a weapon, but it's really just, like, a Wiimote that you're holding. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, do you remember when Pokemon Go first was coming out, and they, they would show us, like, the raids were like a Mewtwo would show up in Times Square and a thousand people would all be like throwing Pokemon out to battle Mewtwo in real time. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what this ARG was. It's and, and a, a just, mon- just, just a quick correction. A, when Pokemon Go started, there were no raids and there was no Mewtwo. And in B, it was a Charizard in, um, in, in, in Central Park. There, eventually there was the one with Mewtwo in Times Square. I never saw that one. I remember that commercial. But still, like, like you know what I'm talking about. That's, well, I mean, you're, you're talking the commercial, yeah. Yeah. So that's basically what, what this thing was. And what they were, at one point, they realized that bosses from the different levels of Sword Art were, were spawning as raid bosses. 
And they basically had a Hatsune Miku that was like this new virtual idol that was part of this um, augmented reality thing that mm-hmm. would show up and sing and like give players like a boost. But then if these monsters happened to defeat a player that was from Sword Art, they'd lose all their memories of Sword Art. They would lose their memories of Sword Art. Yeah. So That's they'd re- So like it happens to Asuna. And she ends up getting worried that she will forget why she cares about Kirito. Because yeah. she is forgetting what happened. She remembers that things happen. Like, she remembers Sword Art happened. She remembers being there, like, that that it was two years. But she doesn't remember anything that actually happened there. It's kind of like, you've seen Frozen, right? Yeah. So you know when the, the, the troll thing takes away Anna's memories? Um, because she's going to, like, freeze or whatever at the beginning of the movie? Yeah. And he says something like, we have to take the memories, but not the fun. That's essentially what's happening to them, only they don't know if the fun's also going to go away. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's just, it's this weird thing where it's, it involves somebody that was in SAO with them, and yeah, it's it was actually just an interesting concept to, like, kind of wrap around, as far as, like, that show goes. Like, that show isn't the deepest show, but um, it also, like, Kirito wasn't the best there was at it because it wasn't, you know a game avatar that could do all the crazy stuff. It was him. Like, yeah. he did not have the stamina to physically go run after things the way some of the other people could. Because everybody else kind of adopted it much quicker than he did. He was kind of hesitant to do it. Um, so there's there's literally like a training montage where, like, he runs around and, like, levels himself up so that he can... Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the first time in that show that a villain hasn't been... The villain actually was a little bit more... Not redeemable, but... um. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You could, like, relate to them. Like, like you could understand why they were doing what they were doing. Like, yeah. it doesn't make it okay what they were doing, but, like, you understand the grief that they were going through and why they were doing. And, like, you see that prior to this, they weren't actually a bad person. They were actually, it's seemingly a pretty good person. And grief just pushed them to do something that kind of awful. Um, and then by the end, you're like, oh, no, this was really awful. Um, This was bad. But, like, I understand why you did it. And that, that was different for this sh- this show. And then they, of course, did the thing at the end where, like, everybody shows up and every the little their little, like, um fairy daughter computer virus thing. Like, yeah. she's like, oh, hey, I kept all of your data from the other games, so here's everybody's look from the stuff you remember. So, like, <laughs> Jesus. all the people that looked like, that were in Sword Art all look like their Sword Art characters. The girl yeah, that befriended them from the gun game gets her gun gale avatar. Um, his step cousin sister whatever because she only ever played the elf game shows up as like her like elf character like <laughs> can we talk about no we're, we don't have to go into that relationship with her with his sister thing uh, it, it is no. his cousin <laughs> it's cousin sister thing like it's just oh my god it's weird that a- anime it's, it's, such, it's, creepy. it's such a it's such a weird anime at yeah. times um but it was it's actually an interesting movie it's on funimation um, streaming, like, dubbed and subbed. I don't know if it's anywhere else, but um, don't watch it if you haven't watched the second season because there's characters you won't know and um, As- when Asuna gets into the one fight, she actually does the thing that the girl that died of AIDS taught her. So, mm-hmm. like, they even, like, show that character in one of those, like, Goku helping Gohan with the um the Kamehameha thing. Yeah. Um. So, like, that just wouldn't make any sense to you, but... yeah. It's so like like as far as like an anime movie goes, like it was pretty good. It it does fit at post that series, so it, whether it is canon or not, I'm not sure, but it definitely feels mm-hmm. like it could be. Yeah, and yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, so there's that. 
Um, I also watched that Netflix um, parody, I guess you'd call it, uh, The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. Say that five times fast. No, I, I can't even say it once. <laughs> so the, the, the Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. See how long it takes me to say that? And I'm not even playing. Like, that's how long it takes me to read that because it's such a ridiculous statement. And you're bad at reading. We went over this like an hour ago. Um, but so it, it's a parody on like murder mysteries. Uh huh. And like, you know, like the, the, the sad, grieving divorcee with maybe a drug and alcohol problem seeing something from the neighbor's house and thinking one thing, but then that thing constantly being kind of shown to not be true. Um, yeah. It's, it's basically like it plays it very straight. Like it, if you don't know it's a parody, you're gonna be. You'd watch it. You'd just be like, "Do they know how goofy this is, or like, do they not? Because they're acting really serious, right?" Yeah. Um, but it is. It's. It, it was actually. I thought it was pretty funny. Like, like once you get down to it, like even the final outcome. Like Erica guessed it, and then when it actually happened, she's just like, "Wait, this was. I was right. I was joking. Why is this the thing? What the fuck just happened?" Um. That's uh. That's me with my uh prediction of the Super Bowl. I predicted the teams <laughs> and the winner, and I believe I also predicted close to the score. Good for you. Did you win any? I, I no, no. It was just literally we were at on Brose, and like I, it was we went we went through with our predictions. Uh, like who do you think is going to win? And we recorded before it was even determined who was going to be in the Super Bowl. And so it was like it was the weekend of the championship games. And so each of us pretty much, like, Tim said something, I said the opposite of him, and then Matt said the other two teams, and then Sean said the opposite of Matt, and then we all said, like, I was like, it's going to be low-scoring game, like, 20s, not even, uh, stuff like that, and I was like, I think I got it right. I got to go back and listen to the episode to find out. That's a, that is actually very funny, though, if that, that is the case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- so this was, it's... The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. It's I want to say it's eight episodes. It's like a limited series. It stars Kristen Bell. Um, mm-hmm. She is the woman in the house, um, and then across the street from her, a a a widower and his like eight or nine year old daughter move. Um, and then that widower also has like a flight attendant girlfriend. Kristen Bell thinks maybe got murdered, but like no one believed that like maybe they got murdered. <laughs> um, and it just kind of like spirals from there. It's very weird. Um, like I said, a lot of times, like, if you don't know it's a parody, they play it so straight, you could think that it is just a poorly written one of these. Yeah. Because yeah. certain things are very obvious, and certain things just seem too, too over the top to be legitimate. But it was fun. It was stupid and fun and goofy. Um, and I, I'd recommend checking it out. And then, the last thing, uh, last week we watched the movie Nightmare Alley. Mm-hmm. Which, that was the movie, it's got, um... Oh fuck! What's his name? Uh, Bradley Cooper. It's got Bradley Cooper. It's the one. Um, it was there were posters and stuff in movie theaters for a little while. Um, it's it's a Guillermo del Toro movie about like the circus and circus performers essentially. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, it's the one that it was supposed to come out the beginning of December. Got pushed to the exact same fucking weekend as Spider Man No Way Home, and then was declared a box office failure and from theaters. Because some fucking moron released it the same goddamn weekend as Spider-Man during a fucking pandemic. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it would have necessarily been a box office success otherwise. Del Toro like, movies 
seldom are, actually. Like, I don't think Pan's Labyrinth was a success. Well, that one was also, um, it was foreign language, which never does super well. But, like, the Hellboy Hellboy movies did all right. Yeah, they did all right. And Blade 2. Blade 2 did well enough to get a Blade 3. Was that Guillermo del Toro? It was. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, but then you look at uh, Pacific Rim, which I, I don't care what you have to say. That was a solid movie. I'm not saying it was a good movie. It was a solid movie. It was better than people make it out to be. Um, and, and, I mean, it's spawned, if it wasn't good, it wouldn't have spawned a sequel, uh, a comic book, and an anime series out of it. So, so that was not a failure. That made $411 million on a 200 ish million dollar budget. Okay. So, yeah, that one actually didn't do bad. But uh, I, I I know exactly what you mean, bringing that up. But this this was not the movie I thought it was going to be. Based on the the limited marketing I saw for it, I thought it was going to have a little bit of like a supernatural, like um like gothic fairy tale vibe to it almost. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't at all. It's it's set in like the 1930s, and like Bradley Cooper becomes like a mentalist in the circus, and then becomes a mentalist like on his own. And it's got a lot of people in it that maybe aren't in it a lot, like um, Willem Dafoe's in it a little bit, and um, Ron Perlman, who is in a lot of Guillermo del Toro stuff, is in it for a little while. Yeah. Um, Kate Blanchett has a, has, a, has a role in it. Like, There's a lot of names and faces in this movie. Um, but it's, a, it's an interesting story about like Bradley Cooper kind of like falling in with a circus and becoming a mentalist mm-hmm. for the circus, and then leaving to go do it on his own, and then kind of coming full circle by the end, and it has, like, a very kind of downtrodden ending, but, like, it fits the movie, and, like, it's a deserving ending. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, Nightmare Alley. I don't want to give too much away, because giving too much away just kind of makes it useless to watch it. But yeah, yeah. it's on Hulu and HBO. Like, it, it's streaming on those platforms. There's, there's no, like, rental fee or anything. So Yeah. And it's, like, it's, like a, it's a little long. I think it was, like, two and a half hours. But, like, it was good. It was definitely worth watching. Just going in, exp- like, it was... It was a little bit of a letdown initially when we realized that it wasn't like that gothic horror fairy tale sort of thing. And mm-hmm. it was just like this period piece. But then like after a little while, it just became very engrossing. And I'm just like, okay, no, they're like, this is actually just super interesting. I'm into And I think yeah. like between the marketing and the aesthetic and Guillermo del Toro, I just kind of assumed it would have that like weird supernatural like twist to it. Because a lot of his stuff does. Oh, it generally almost always has some sort of supernatural i don't think i've ever seen besides i mean i haven't seen this one but i don't think i've ever seen a del toro movie that like starts out straight and then turns into like something fantastical yeah i'm actually gonna look at his um filmography real quick because yeah i i i don't i i mean he's he's done i i want to look at it too because i actually can't think of a lot of his movies so he's doing pinocchio on netflix which i forgot about um crimson peak i guess actually was probably the closest that one did not I don't think that one had any actual supernatural to it. I think a lot of it was alluded to. But then, mm-hmm. yeah, there, there was Pan's Labyrinth. There was Hellboy. There was Blade, Pacific Rim. Like, he actually, he hasn't made, like, he hasn't been the director of that many movies. But. Yeah. But he's he's been a, the writer of a ton of movies. Like, yeah. Only 22 credits for direct. Well, I'm not even. He has about 36 credits as a writer, but he's, like, written a bunch of. TV episodes and stuff like that. Yeah, like, he um, he has done a lot. Like, a producer, executive producer. He's done a lot of um, Spanish-language stuff, too. Mm-hmm. So I forget where he is actually from. Uh, let's see. Okay, he's from Mexico. Yeah. I knew he had some sort of um, 
like Latin America or, or something like that. Like I didn't know if he was mm-hmm. like from Mexico or South America or whatnot, but I knew I knew a lot of his stuff was originally in Spanish. <laughs> he he learned makeup artistry from the guy who did The Exorcist. Nice, but yeah, uh, Nightmare Alley was was a cool movie. Like it's, I would definitely say like if you have Hulu or HBO Max and you have a couple hours to kill on like the weekend or whatnot, give it a shot. Just like no, it, it's more of a drama and like. Like a slow kind of like thought provoking movie, more so than anything like actiony or or fantastical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that might be it. Unless you have anything else. I was gonna. I I thought I had something. I can't remember what it was. It, it I when between talking about sword art and and I and and the woman in the house, like something came up that I was like, oh, I kind of want to say something about this. Like I'll talk about it after we're done here. But I just I can't remember. Well, it's just it's what happens to me. If I don't write things down or don't get to them right away, I just it completely disappears. I can understand that. Uh, but I guess with that, um, next week is our next book club. That is going to mm-hmm. be the 2015 Fantastic Four movie, uh, which you can see on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Rich, I think you actually watched that already? Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's as bad as everyone says it was. So uh, I we'll- think you went into it with lowered expectations because of how bad people said it was. Um I'm looking forward to talking about it next week. I I mean I'll say one thing now. Um, it's a DC movie. Boom, that's it. Yeah. So I saw it when it original. I saw it opening weekend when it orig- originally came out in theaters in 2015. When at the time, like it had Michael B. Jordan in it. Um, yeah. And it had um uh, I forget uh, Josh Trank was coming off of Chronicle that uh, that like not Marvel superhero movie that was really good that yeah, also yeah. had Michael B. Jordan in it. That was such a good movie. Yeah, and then his follow-up was this. <laughs> so, um... We'll, we'll talk about it more. I have yeah. I have words. I have notes. Um, We'll talk about it more next week. All right. Well, in that case, then, if you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. But if you can't support us there with dollars, you can always go to your favorite podcast platform like Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, rate us, review us, subscribe to us. Those things all help a whole bunch. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube mm-hmm. channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. Otherwise, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See yous.